Hi. Hi. <laughs> I am also honored to speak to you all. Um, speaking makes me think of an old story. I feel like you've probably all heard it. You're having a dream, speaking in front of people, probably already a little nervous, and then you look down and you're only in your underwear. Um, I think sharing your testimony feels like choosing to be in that situation. I'm choosing to get up here willingly, knowing that after 12 minutes, you will know more about me and have seen more of me than you have before. So I ask you to receive my story with grace. Um, in my story, themes arise of death, goodness and joy, and God's faithfulness. The mystery that ties these together comes back to these questions that I kept coming back to during college. First, will past suffering and sins overtake me? Will Satan and the power of death win? Second, is God good? Does God even give a, does God care? <laughs> does he care enough to keep his promises or is he a liar? I'm gonna talk about some hard experiences and I will seek to do so in a sensitive way. Um, as I take a step forward trusting you, I also ask you to trust me. So let's begin with a little context. As a kid, I was very expressive, excuse me. As a kid, I was very expressive. I would put on plays for my family and like put on plays in the mirror. I would wear crazy things in fashion shows. Um, I did those all the time. <laughs> but I was also very anxious. I spent a decent amount of my childhood crying. It was hard to do new things. It was hard to go new places. I was afraid of failure. I was afraid of new things. I was afraid of myself, particularly my emotions. Countless, countless times I was kept from doing something good, something I wanted to do because of overwhelming emotion and tears on my face. Not always, but most of the time, I lived trapped in fear, lack of control, and the feeling of shame. I became better at coping, but in high school, there is a significant turning point where truth began to take root, not just in my mind and things I heard, but also my heart. One of these, this truth is from Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And hear this, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. Truth began to take root in my mind and my heart. Truth that certain things simply did not matter to the extent I used to feel. I could finally receive grace and let my mistakes, which I made plenty of, <laughs> roll off my back. I could receive forgiveness. I cannot capture how huge experiencing grace was for me. I felt freedom and joy in a new way. As I did, I started challenging myself to grow in confidence and practical freedom. One way I did this was to wear crazy colors and patterns. This was something I bought during that time. <laughs> if I was afraid of something, I would do it. I would show that it did not rule me. I would practice the truth that I was free in Christ. I began to let external joy and external sadness show without shame. These were small and some silly seeming, but actually important ways 
I practiced newfound freedom from shame. This new freedom also occurred during a time of my faith, bringing my own dark sins to the light and learning honest Christian friendship with others. And that's it. That was when I was fully sanctified. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> coming into college, I rode a high for a while, but I began seeing anxiousness resurface in new ways, areas of life that were new to me. Some of you may relate, like seriously dating for the first time. <laughs> I was so in denial because I thought I left anxiety behind. Over Christmas break, I drove with my mom to Michigan because my grandpa had seriously declined in health and was in his last days. I spent those two, three days in his room with my mom and Grandma Julie. We were there when he took his last breath. This was the first time I experienced death up close. Weeks after, I would randomly become overwhelmed with tears. And this was a hard way for the first semester to end and the next semester to begin. In the same time, a new habit was forming and also shaping my heart. In Old Testament class, we had to read through the Pentateuch. And so I did it. <laughs> it still amazes me that I did it because I am not good at going to bed at a decent time. I am not good at getting up at a good time. I'm late to everything. You can ask my roommates. <laughs> um, but yeah, discipline was not my forte. Habit, I was not good at it. Uh, but for the first time, I would do it. I would read a chapter a day. And through Old Testament class and reading, I felt the freedom to acknowledge parts of the Bible that when you read, read them, sound weird, crazy even. Through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, I started getting to know God's wild love for his people. How he is with them and loves them. When they return, he guides them back, even though we spit in his face and we self-sabotage again and again and again. Sophomore year, these habits continued. I continued learning both through friendships and through my job, how to love others, how to pray with them, and study scripture, even when I felt so unprepared, so unqualified. I learned more about confrontation and confession and friendships. This was a season of learning the long game, of fighting my own sin, of walking with others, and of believing God each day. One of the sweetest and hardest seasons of my life was last year, junior year. As RA of 3C, <laughs> and as RA during COVID, I got to spend a lot of time with my ladies doing fun stuff, hanging out, living life together. We got to share testimonies and pray for each other. It was so, so sweet. While I expected the challenge of learning and growing in a new role, I was not expecting anything else that was to come that year. There's no easy way to share what I'm going to share. It's a thing of sorrow and mourning. In October, I was out with one of my friends one evening. Someone else approached us, a stranger in a state that seemed, seemed strange, um, and then it's changed rapidly. That night, we witnessed someone else and their own life. He was only feet from us. We didn't even know, we couldn't even believe it was real. The word, the feeling, the cry of no came from every fiber of our being in shock and terror and the feeling of the depth of what had occurred. After shock and sadness, I became filled with rage at Satan. 
I remember saying, I am so angry at Satan. Why does it feel like he is winning? That night when we returned, we sat outside Carter for a long time, crying, praying, and reading scripture, fearing re-entering Carter and re-entering life after this event. Psalm 139 was a balm that night and still is. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning or dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night will be light about me. Indeed, the darkness will not hide from you, but the night shines like day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. In the next days, weeks, months, I would barely make it back to my room before shutting the door and collapsing on the floor in anxiety and tears, gasping for air. It seemed I was constantly collapsing. I could not sleep. I had nightmares often. My digestive system was a wreck. Neck and back pain were at an all-time high. My guard was up so I could make it through meals, make it through classes without descending into panic and tears. Wearing a mask was a barrier to breathing, but also a cover for my tear-stained, shame-filled face. I prayed so much then. I had no other way to make it. We would joke, <laughs> we would joke that I looked like Mother Mary because I, <laughs> I would take a blanket and wrap it around my head and just get on the ground in child's pose like this. <laughs> too many people in the hall have walked in and been like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but I would pray and I would read and I would weep. Child's pose is terrible for circulation, but great for focused prayer. <laughs> I asked these questions. God, why does evil happen? Father, why did that man die? Why did we see it? Why is life so hard now? Where are you, Joy? Where are you, Freedom? Where are you, Margaret? You've gone for me. I could hardly make it through the days. I thought, there is no way I will be able to do anything remotely challenging again. I felt like I was in second grade. Class, test, labs were crippling. I retreated to old sins for comfort at time. Was past victory and past deliverance meaningless? Would sin and fear overtake me again? Over those months, God met me and healed me in prayer, in his word, in the hugs and friendship of others. He healed me as I played spike ball and frisbee on Carter Lawn with 3C and other friends. He healed me. He healed me through close friends, family, dear hallmates, people in student development, even strangers. I have never experienced grace from the body of Christ like I did in that time. He healed me when I studied abroad over the summer, giving me a season of rest and renewed enjoyment and beauty and slowness. He renewed my vivacity for new things. I am so grateful to all of you who walked faithfully with me in that time of healing. I saw God in you. This past fall, I was struggling with transition, had an injured foot, <laughs> and was quite busy with school. While trying to practice thankfulness and bring sunshine into my days, 
death showed its face again. In October, I received news of my cousin Andrew's tragic death. He was 29, a talented painter, full of life and creativity. In some seasons of life, he was as close as a brother to me. I made it through classes and then rushed to the trail near the art barn, feeling the weeping rising in me. Here I was again, collapsed on the ground, pebbles in my knees, dirt on my legs. Was this it? Was this where my faith finally failed? I brought my Bible, but I did not want to open God's book and hear his words. I wanted to throw it in the woods. I wanted to curse my father. How are you good? Do you even care? You've abandoned my family and my dear cousin. Why is Satan winning? Why is there more death? If I could have physically punched God, I would have. <laughs> I thought I'd answered these questions the year before and chose trusting God, yet here they were again. After a while, I opened up my Bible. Why? Habit. Habit and the Holy Spirit. I knew that despite everything I was feeling, this was the place of truth that had stood firm every time before. My morning chapter reading then was in Isaiah. I started where I left off the day before. As I read, the prophet expressed what was warring in my soul. He railed against God, feeling betrayed. He saw how the sin of people caused others suffering and brokenness. He remembered God's promises and how he'd kept them before. He was comforted by God and he praised God. I had felt like God was ignoring this dichotomy of death and his goodness. Maybe not a dichotomy, maybe a mystery. Yet here it was in his word. His people have come to him and expressed their frustration in the wearying midst of this mystery forever. Our father is not unaware or afraid that this tension exists. He cares for us because suffering is hard and death is terrible. He is good. We feel the suffering, we feel the death, but that is not the whole story. It's not my whole story or yours. The story of the people of God, yes, is one of suffering, but it is one of suffering and lament that move toward glory and praise. I love the song, James Ward does a version. I'm gonna sing. Be afraid. <laughs> you have turned for me my morning into dancing, dressed me up with gladness. I cannot be silent forever. I cannot be silent forever. I would encourage you, the Lord will care for you. He can and will turn all of our mourning into dancing. Holy Spirit is in you, and he is a permanent resident kind of guy. There's so much grace. Will past suffering and sins overtake you? Will Satan and the power of death win? Is God good? Does he care enough to keep his promises to you? For me, perseverance through the difficult and average days in the midst of these questions came from a strength that was growing daily. It came from the hugs, words, prayers of the people around me. It came from the Holy Spirit living in me. It came from worship and the word on Sundays. It came from practicing rest one day a week. I believe 
I am convinced God is faithful. At his heart, he is loving kindness and mercy. It is what he desires and will choose. Cry out to God. Cry out to him. He has answered me again and again. He has delivered me from the pain of the world again and again and walks with me on the path of deliverance. Simply ask God. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him to help you live from freedom rather than fear, guilt, and shame. He has persevered with me, and I am learning to persevere in loving him. He is good. We have cause for joy, and he is truly forever faithful. Let's pray. God, thank you for being with us, us this morning. I pray for anyone in the midst of season, a season of pain, or doubting, and questions, that you would be with them and carry them through. Lord, teach us to mourn and teach us to dance. We love you and we testify that you are faithful. In Jesus' name, amen.